Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pa-pa-pa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Um, it's, it's the Twits Odyssey uh, again. You seem to be sporting some kind of cold today, Sam. Yeah. Are you unwell? Yeah. I mean, are you sure you want to go ahead with this? Are you are you fit and well enough to pod? It's 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 best we go ahead with it now because who knows what the future holds. Do you think it's going to get worse? <laughs> the cold travels usually. The way a cold yeah. works is it travels from the frontal lobe <laughs> okay. into the ears, yeah. down the nasal passage, yeah, the throat, the chest, the abdomen. Yeah. The guts into the before guts. eventually exiting. You shit it out. Via the bum hole. <laughs> and yeah. that's how cold When it hits your guts, that's when it's at its worst. So that you don't want to be too cold. The cold is mostly in my nose. Yeah. And so it's still manageable. But as the week unfolds, it will travel. Yeah. It will make the slow and painful journey to the guts. So you and think so that by Friday's, episode, by Friday's episode, it will be a full-on gut cold that we'll experience? Friday's episode is in in jeopardy. I mean... I think it's in jeopardy at the minute. I mean, tune in on Friday. There might be a podcast, there might not be. There might be one just with Andy and Results Spot. Also, it begs the question, how have you managed to catch a cold? Because we're all living in, you know, hypersensitive times where you're trying really hard not to catch COVID. But how how, how have you caught a cold instead? I know. Really interesting. Very I've, interesting. I've been thinking that, yeah, because, <laughs> well, it means that I haven't been living by the COVID code. No, exactly. It's like the country code, all the shit the kids. You, I've been out and about going, that's fine, I'm taking precautions, ain't I? <laughs> but obviously, if I can catch a cold, I can catch anything. You can catch anything, yeah. Well, so best and it's time it. to redouble my efforts to isolate, which I'm all for. I yeah. do feel as if perhaps I've been venturing outside of the house a little bit too much in recent weeks. And this is a welcome warning that that has to stop. I've been, I've been feeling slightly nostalgic for the original full lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. It was, yeah. Because we, we got through that, that period of time and, you know, yeah. things started to open up again and we started to live a bit more freely. But I kind of look back on that as being a um, a test of our, of our strength fortitude they were good times and I think that they we, were good times they were yeah. they were cosy and you had every excuse you needed to just not really do, do much 
mm. outside outside of your rig. Outside it was the rig, ultimate yeah. endorsement of rig life, wasn't it? It was very rig friendly. Um, it might come back, who knows? But um, looks like yeah. it. Yeah, I think so. Um, shall we get on with the twit? That's what yeah. we're here for, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. We uh, in the last episode we were introduced to the Roly Poly Bird who appeared in the chapter "The Roly Poly Bird to the Rescue." Uh, he was there to uh, save the birds from getting stuck onto the branches uh, of Mr. Twit's uh, gluey tree, the big dead tree. Uh, the next chapter is simply entitled No Bird Pie for Mr. Twit. Feels quite self-explanatory, this one. I don't think Dahl has uh, stretched himself, let's say, with this particular chapter. He says... Uh, the next morning when Mr. Twit came out with this huge basket to snatch all the birds from the big dead tree, there wasn't a single one on it. They were all sitting on top of the monkey cage. The roly-poly bird was there as well, and Mugglewump and his family were inside the cage, and the whole lot of them were laughing at Mr. Twit. That's a chapter. That's about a third of a page. Don. That's... Don, that's... Re- that and, and then he's just got... He's just got Quentin Blake with a, draw, a big drone underneath. Quentin, I've got to read a big drone. I've done this chapter, right? Third of a page. I, I can't be fucking asked to add anything else to it. I'm off for a long weekend in uh, south of France, so uh, you're gonna have to fill it up with uh, uh, a nice big picture of the cage with all the birds on. So uh, crack on, mate. No, 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 is- no extra rate for weekend work. No, no, just the regular rate. When you're a prolific author like me, you have to be. You have to set yourself targets and goals and be very strict about them. And that is the secret to my success. I set myself a target of one chapter every day. <laughs> Right? It's very simple. One chapter a day. And I will not let myself stop, have a drink, or go out, or out, or put telly on. Out like that, right? Until I've finished my one chapter a day. I never fail. Now, doesn't there's no prescription about how long that chapter has to be. That's the trick. That's what your Kingsley Amoses of this world don't fucking know. You look at his books... The chapters go up, on and on and on and on. If he's setting himself a chapter a day, he's a mug to himself. He's writing the chapters like up to, some of them are more than ten fucking pages. <laughs> Especially when you do kids' books, no one gives a fuck. If anything, the kids like shorter chapters. I prefer if they're it. They're reading them themselves. They can say, "Dad, I've read a chapter. Now. I'm off outside now," and it's only and what two lines. The other thing is. More advice to Kingsley Amos or any other bastard who's listening. Get yourself a drawer, right? Because if you've got a page count, if you've got a drawer, like I've got a drawer called Quentin, right? And he can fill up any space you tell him to. He'll do it. I have to tell him him. how much you've written and he fills up the rest of his drawings. I've never met him. To be honest, I don't want to. It works better on the phone, I think. He can hear me and that's all he needs. I call him up. I'll read out what I've... What I've written that day. Have you got I'll a get, pen, Quentin? I'll get an assistant if I'm already, you know, in the feathers by that stage, and I'm not really in the mood to call him up from the payphone and start dictating it down the phone. I'll get an assistant <laughs> to do it, and she'll just read it out, and then he'll just have to draw what he is. And if it's a bad line, he doesn't hear it right, and the drawing comes through, it's not quite right. I'll just get him to do it again. <laughs> And that's what he's done here. Uh, that's the chapter. It's not the shortest. It's not the shortest chapter I've ever read in a kids' book. Have you heard of the uh, Mister Gumbooks? Oh, very much so. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've talked about them before. We have. I would say we that have. that bloke, Andy Stanton, is that his name? Yeah. He's he's like 
the non-cunt rolled dull. He certainly is, yeah. Unless he is a cunt, I mean, who knows? He might doubt be. It. I don't think he I is. I doubt it, because um, I've not heard I anything. follow him on Twitter, and, he's, and yeah. his other big thing, apart from writing awesome kids' books, mm-hmm. is that he is a massive fanatic of the musical artist Prince. Oh, well, there you are, then. That's a and sign of quality, isn't it? Like that's, that's all he's interested in outside of writing his kids' books. So Good, good. Go for um, But getting back to the chapter, it's, it's, in, it's in Mr. You're a Bad Man, Mr. Gum, I think, and it's chapter four, and the chapter is entitled Mr. Gum Has a Cup of Tea, and the chapter is Mr. Gum Had a Cup of Tea. Yeah. That's it. Have that, dickheads. <laughs> there you go. I'm off Kid, out. Kids will swallow anything. <laughs> chapter done. Out. All right, time to listen to Side of the Times again. <laughs> In my hammock. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Andy Stanton, that's Andy Dawson. Um, yeah, so that's no bird pie for Mr. Twit. Uh, and then next chapter, well, get this. Next chapter's called Still No Bird Pie for Mr. Twit. And it's, if it, it's, oh no, it's slightly longer. It goes over the page, this one. Mr. Twit wasn't going to wait another week for his bird pie supper. He loved bird pie. It was his favourite meal. It does sound nice, doesn't it, bird pie? I know you're a vegetarian, that, Sam. But, it does, because it makes me think of Autolands, especially as uh, the picture that Quentin Blake's done. is You see the bird's feet sticking out the top of the pie, which makes mm. me think that, that it is an Autoland-type situation where they Autoland's kept the scenario. birds whole without removing yeah. the guts or feathers or beak. Yeah. For me, though, any kind of pie. Fucking hell. Yeah, what, stick a pastry northern. crust on it and you'd eat Autolands oh. just like you were, President Meteorond. Yeah. So it says Mr. Twit um, wasn't going to wait another week. He loved bird pie, it was his favourite meal. So the very same day, he went after the birds again. This time he smeared the top bars of the monkey cage with sticky glue, as well as the branches of the big dead tree. Now I'll get you, he said, whichever one you sit on. So he, he's behind the game, do you know what I mean? Ooh. He thinks he's going to be able to fucking... D- he thinks they'll sit there again, but he he, he hasn't um, he hasn't counted on the roly poly bird, the multilingual roly poly bird. Yeah, uh, it says the monkeys crouched inside the cage watching this when the roly poly bird came swooping in for an evening chat, which of course is what he likes to I do. Just pop it, in yeah. by for my chat. Yeah, all right. I'm doing, right, so I'm doing my chat rounds, rounds to various <laughs> different places for different chats. Just going around the doors, just seeing how everyone is, see if anybody needs anything. You know, if anyone needs a pep talk, anything like that, Bit here I a, am. A chat checking, I call it. I've, I'm a very chatty bird, it has to be said. Yeah. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people find me a little bit full on. But, uh, some uh, people, you know, in the human world, they say I'm a people person. In the bird world, <laughs> they say I'm a bird bird. <laughs> I like to go and chat to all the birds. I'll chat to you humans too. If they're one, but they're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm off down to France to chat to the Autolands in a couple hours because they're having a bad time at the minute. A terrible time of it, the Autolands. Lovely bunch, little songbirds, uh, beautiful singing voices, but yeah, no, they're not very good at fending for themselves. To be fair, no. they're they're up against it. So I try and give them a little pep talk. Just tell them to just toughen up a little bit. Maybe take up some martial arts, something like that. Defend yourself. Stop being tricked. Be careful where you fucking yeah. land, because before you know fucking it, you're being eaten up. by a president. <laughs> uh, he came for his chat, and they all shouted out, Don't land on our cage, roly-poly bird. It's covered in sticky glue. So is the tree. And that, that evening, as the sun 
went down and all the birds came again to roost. The roly-poly bird flew round and round the monkey cage and the big dead tree, singing out his warning. There's sticky stuff now on the cage and the tree. If you land on either, you'll never get free. So fly away, fly away, stay up high, or you'll finish up tomorrow in a hot bird pie. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's given them a bit of warning there. Next chapter, of course, is our favourite title of any chapter in this book, I think. Yes. And it is, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Twit go off to buy guns. Brilliant. Isn't that nice? There's a great picture there of Mr. Twit shouting angrily at the sky. At the uh, the glue gods. I don't know, the pie gods. I don't know who he's, who he's shouting he's at. He's just angry. I mean, you know, he's got anger issues. He would probably benefit from therapy. Um, yeah. You know, and whether it's he's, Mrs. Twit or the birds in the sky... He's always got the ump with someone, but you've got to ask yourself, is the anger really at himself? It's all about I, himself, I, isn't I it? saw a clip with John Lennon earlier today. It popped up on Facebook of him in 1975 being interviewed by Whispering mm. Bob Harris on the old Grey Whistle Test. Oh, Whispering Bob Harris. And he yeah. asked him about, did he regret writing the song How Do You Sleep about Paul McCartney? Yes. It was quite a sort of a spiteful revenge song, wasn't mm, it? Acerbic, to say the least, yeah. yeah. And he went, well, you know, it was, the thing is, it was about me. I realise that now. People associate it with Paul, but I, I regret not coming out and saying, you know, you look at anything I've ever written that is that is spiteful or mean or angry. And really, it was directed at myself, you know. And, and I thought, when I was watching it, I thought, yeah, it reminds me of Mr. Twit's situation. Yeah. Because Mr. Twit... <laughs> he's not happy with himself he's angry with himself yeah. he doesn't regard himself as being worthy of love and yeah. he takes it out on the world around him but he'll only really conquer it once he stops slows down and goes hey maybe it's time I reassess my relationship yeah. with me I think um, John Lennon was the Mr Twit of the Beatles he was, yeah. There's no doubt about angry that. Man. I can't think of any of the Beatles. But I mean, I, I always think, you know, he was notoriously angry, but surely uh, having a big house in the country and having a big white room with a lovely big white grand piano in it and a nice white suit, he's created some kind of like personal heaven he's tried. scenario almost there. And he's... I thought that might have helped him. No, it makes it worse. I'll tell you why. Is that he's thought, I will try. I will try to create something. Mm. I will try to create something material that will bring mm. me the peace that I so crave. Mm. And he works hard. He harnesses his genius. He does everything. And before you know it, he's bought a big house. He's got a big mm. white room, a white suit and a white piano. And he's thinking, now, finally, by surrounding myself with these material comforts, I will find the peace that I have craved. And he, of course, he doesn't. Because why would you? A white piano is not going to solve anything, right? Thing as well, thing as well about it, Sam. Fucking stains. Stains. All is that white anything. stuff. All, all you get a one stain. Suit, and then it's going to be a nightmare if you're having night, something like spag bowl for tea. Yeah, exactly. So, and of course, I think he smoked a lot as well, so... There'd be yeah. tobacco stains on it. It'd be disgusting. Jalapeño. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. You know, he's gone up a fucking... He's, he's gone... He's taken a wrong turn down a dead mm. end, right? He did. He's he tried did. to fill the void inside with... Fame, with money, with adoration, with white suits and white pianos. Oh. But none of those things can fix the gaping hole inside. Yeah. Right? All you can do is sit down and have a word with yourself. Yeah. And that's what John Lennon should have done. And it's very much what Mr. Twit should be doing too. All of these pranks he plays on his wife... All of the spiteful ways in which he tries to capture birds and eat them in a pie. It's not going to fix you, mate. It is not yeah. going to fix you. He, um, I mean, of course, if John Lennon was still alive today, he would be a fucking massive irritant. He'd be, but he'd be one of these anti-maskers, wouldn't he? Talking about no one, 5G no one can tell you what, what you should wear on your face. <laughs> you know, that's that's not for a man in a suit to tell you. A white suit. A white suit or otherwise to tell you, another man, what you should wear on your face. That's just for God to decide. I right, used to wear, wear a suit and it didn't make me happy. Yeah. Now I um, don't. Now I just wear pyjamas. He'd be on He'd be on fucking Luke's Women with Denise Welsh and Ian Brown, wouldn't he? Yeah. And now we're delighted <laughs> to say I cannot imagine a better guest we could have on today. Than our next guest, who is John Lennon, and then they play a sort of elevator elevate music <laughs> version of Imagine as he walks out. Yeah. Hi, girls. Hi, ladies. Yeah, it's great to be here. And he'd sit there and rant and rave for fucking ten minutes about. He's a He'd be a bit 5G. like Timbrel now, with his yeah, mad theories free, free about land, personal yeah. freedom. I'm a free man of I, I the land. I don't think he'd be married to Yoko anymore. That nah, would have ended. That would have he'd ended. Be, it'd be, it'd be, I'd, I'd, he'd be married to, like, I don't know. I reckon. He'd be an actress, I reckon. He'd be a Hollywood actress. An Isla Fisher, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine he would be Nicole married Kidman. to Anna Friel. <laughs> oh! 
I've been yeah. watching those goal films. You ever seen them? The what? Goal film. The goal about the kid from the Mexican kid who plays for Newcastle. Oh right, the I movies. saw the first one. Yeah, I saw the so first one when it came out. I'd never seen them, and but you know, someone <clears> said, you know, you've got to watch them with Len; he'll love them. <clears> so <throat> I watched it, and it's they're both bloody great. Do you know who <clears> wrote <throat> the scripts? Clement and Lafrenet, mate. Who? You, no, not Stan Hay, Clement and Lafrenet. You were close oh, with they? Stan Hay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Anna Friel's in them. Like peak Anna Friel. <laughs> peak Friel. <laughs> yeah, and she's doing a lovely Geordie lilt in it. Oh, Richie's I don't remember and, that. Why don't I remember that? Yeah, she's got a lovely Geordie lilt in it. And um, yeah, they're really good movies. Right. I'm, I'm gonna first one is at Newcastle. Second one is at Real Madrid. I don't know what happens in the third. I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of you. Yeah, anyway. it's the lifestyle I'm living. <laughs> lockdown oh, lifestyle. I've got it made now. I do my <laughs> podcast in the morning. I, I sleep in the afternoon, and then I wake up in the evening and I watch a golf film every night of the week. <laughs> every Until night. And then Until I just I've start all, all over them. again. I'm living the fucking dream. I feel like the roly-poly bird himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's happening? Yeah, he's shouting up at the roof. He says he's going to get them all. And then Mrs. Twit comes out and says, how are you going to do that? I won't have you smearing sticky glue all over the roof of our house. Fucking why not? It's that or starve. You know what I mean? Well... There are other ways to get food than fucking gluing a load of birds to your roof. But he wants bird pie. Yeah, go go up Astor and get some fucking frozen birds. Get on Deliveroo. Get some yeah. fucking bird pie delivered to you. You can get... You, at Iceland, they do packs of frozen Autolans by the dozen. I was just going to say, can you go and just eat and search for Autoland? See what will come Down your way, it will come up. Yeah, Down it would. London. Exactly, it? yeah. Yeah. Not a bail. Yeah, it would. Pigeon, oh, maybe. You know, like um, Leafy Crom. Barnes, the fancy suburb I live in, and yeah. Lineker lives around here. Le Bon lives well, not far away. Lineker's bringing his asylum seekers in soon, isn't he, to live with him? Yeah. I don't know what you're, what you're grinning about, mate. You think that I'm worried about property prices? <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> I welcome them. I'd have some air myself, but I'm, you know, my house isn't as big as Lineker's. But um, yeah, and you've got a cold as well. I've got a cold. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so, have any. Sorry, I've got a cold. I'd love to have you here, lads, but uh, this cold's giving me a fucking nightmare, and I would hate to pass it on to you. <laughs> It'd be a case of out of the frying pan into the fire. One minute you're in Syria <laughs> with with your with your own president trying to gas you, the next minute you're here. With your own fucking landlord giving you an horrible cold. Your sinus is all flared up and everything. Yeah. Horrible. Um, no, I was... Uh, there's no, there's all sorts of famous people there. Him from, um, him from Twilight, Robert Patterson. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci, the American actor. Does he? Yeah. Wow. Is he yeah, anglophile, see, is he? I see it, yeah. He's lived here for, like, a long time. I think he married, I think he married an English woman. And so he moved over here to be with their kids. But unfortunately, she passed away, but he stayed on. So he still, he he liked it here, so he stayed there. 
because wow. he's got kids and that. And um, yeah. but he's around a lot. And so, just as I thought, Lee Dixon, I've seen him around a lot, but I thought Blimey. it couldn't get any better until I was standing in the street at buying an ice cream last week, last Friday, <laughs> with Len. Yeah. And who should walk past? I thought, who's this handsome cunt? Right? Coming the <laughs> other way. Bit fucking handsome. I thought I was supposed to be the handsomest cunt round here. <laughs> right? I don't like the look of this. Geezer with a baseball cap pulled down, so I clocked him as someone potentially famous, and he was mm. walking his little dog. Goes mm. past me, smelt gorgeous. I thought, mm. aye, aye. So I thought, better get a right good look. Bent my knees slightly to look under the peak of his cap. Who <laughs> were you Fuck. then? Who <laughs> saw this? I'm Sam Delaney. You haven't reported in to me. <laughs> I'm doing some journalism here. Who are you? State your da- business. David Gandhi, mate. Whoa. Britain's most beautiful man. Wow. And game I can t- I tell you this, yeah, it was game changer, I tell you. He is, if anything, more handsome in person. You know, mm. often you think these models, you know, they look great when they're in the photo mm. shoot with the lighting and the makeup and the Photoshop yep. and all of that. Sometimes yep. you see him round about, they're nothing special. Fucking hell, Gandhi. Yeah. He was tall. He had a, he had a perfect physique, a physique that any man would aspire to. Yeah. Um, rugged. Fucking hell. Um, perfectly groomed. And like I say, first class scent. Good scent, so yeah. So I, I, I'll it's- be honest, I didn't know whether to, I didn't know how to react because I felt intimidated, but at the same time, excited. Were you triggered? No. It wasn't triggered. sexual. But it was like an aesthetic appreciation, like one may admire a painting. Exactly. In a gallery. That's that's, that's the line that a lot of men use when they try to suppress homosexual feelings. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe... I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm just appreciating it aesthetically. In the same way that someone would appreciate a painting. Good luck in that. I'm going to say nice painting. The gallery doesn't mean I want to fuck it. (laughs) My Joe. Some of them. (laughs) I mean, I've been up the Louvre in Paris, right? <laughs> Some of them you do feel like that about. Some of them are that very good. fucking fuckable, I'll tell you that for now. They're that fucking good. Some of the brushwork and that from the old masters. You just, I mean, you could see it, you'd see it raised up off the canvas and you just think, oh. I wouldn't mind rubbing my fucking knob on oh, that. Oh, so vivid. <laughs> but they've got security guards that, ain't they? So you can't do it. I tried it. Tried it once, but they are on to you in a fucking instant because they know what to look out for. Because it's common, more common than you'd think. Um, two things I know about David Gandhi. One, I've got no idea what he looks like. Fuck off. Two, seriously. He, he's I, on all the Well Man Vitamin adverts. That, I've got, well, you know, that doesn't... They, they don't advertise Well Man Vitamins in Sunderland. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I probably have seen fucking him on the... Vitamins. Vitamins. What's the matter with you? <laughs> have a fucking apple. <laughs> I've I've probably seen the Well Man Vitamins adverts, but I've never thought, who's that cunt? Who's, who's that, is that David gorgeous Gandhi? bastard? Yeah. yeah. The other thing I know about him is that his Ranger T-shirts that he does for Marks and Spencer's are not... Uh, for a man of my physique. Oh, does he do the, the figure-hugging type, does they're he? Not, they're, yeah, they're not, for, they're not for people like me. Yeah, so, well, I'll uh, have a word with him about that. He's, well, 
when it comes to me, he's got a bit of work to do to get in the positive column. Let's just say that. Yeah. Because uh, it's all negatives at the minute. Okay, well, I'll, if I see him, I'll have a word with him. Yeah. I, you know see, me, I don't mind bowling up to people. Hello, yeah. mate. That's right. I'm a fellow local <laughs> celebrity, Sam Delaney, and fellow gorgeous man. So we've got a lot in common. Now, listen, I've got a bit of advice for you from uh, my <laughs> mate Andy. He's not happy with the cut of these T-shirts you're knocking out in uh, M&S. <laughs> Can you do another range of them, but with a bit more fucking giving them? Do you know what I mean? Another problem he's got. He don't know who the fuck you are. I ain't never seen you before. He's heard your name. So it's yeah, making me it think, maybe, maybe you need to increase your presence PR-wise. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's my business card. I can help you. <laughs> maybe get up the North East a bit more. Stroll around. Say, yeah. say hello to a few people. Yeah. Get your face out there, mate. Know what I mean? Stop hanging around here you. with your Stanley Tucci's and your Lee Dixon's. <laughs> all your fancy mates. It can all, I mean, you've been on the up for a long time, but you can very easily be on the down. Make a couple of wrong moves. Celebrity is very t-shirts. fragile, as are, yeah. as is beauty. It'll all go to shit sooner or later, mate, believe the, me. The thing is, you ain't going to be beautiful forever, Mr. Gandhi. You know, one day you look like an old cunt like, like the rest of us. And then you'll and, have to fucking... And then it'll be the Andy Dawson's of this world you're looking to for help. Yeah, right? you're going to have to get by your personality, mate. So yeah. I'll fucking acquire one quickly. You'll be knocking on old Dawson's door asking him to set you up with a podcast, right? <laughs> and he'll be like, you forget about it, mate. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you're free this Sunday at three o'clock, I'm doing a Humans of Honor podcast. Can you try and do that? Can you try and get him for a Humans of Honor podcast, Sam? It would be amazing. I don't know anything about him, but it would be a good opportunity for me to address this problem I've got with the T-shirt situation. What? Um, oh, yeah. Well, I could say to him, listen, hey, David. Don't tell him that. Lure him in, and then I'll hit him with a T-shirt I'll go, query. Uh, right, complete this sequence. You, Gandhi, complete this sentence, this sequence. <laughs> Stan <laughs> Hay. Mick Talbot, what comes next? <laughs> Don't know. Here's your answer. You, you can. <laughs> That's right. David Gandy, you are going to follow in the steps, uh, the footsteps of manageress and I'll be the same pet writer, Stan Hay, and Star Council yeah. keyboardist Mick Talbot as Top Flight Time Machine's next Human of Honour. What do you Three say? 3 o'clock Sunday, round at mine, but we'll have to do it in the garden because you're not coming indoors. Because I've got a cold. A bit worried about my cold and the whole COVID situation. I mean, you can bang on about your well-man vitamins as much as you want, but they're no protection <laughs> against coronavirus, mate. You're as vulnerable as any other cunt. <laughs> right, we're going to leave it there because, uh, yeah, I think we've reached a natural ending point. We just are, oh, because we are free men of the land and the we will end when we choose to end. And I think you probably need to go and... Um, take some medication for your cold yeah get some more them sips down me mate yeah alright well thanks for uh, you know soldiering through it Sam I'm no hero I'm just a man with a microphone and a heavy cold very very proud of you very proud of you indeed Uh, thanks for listening everyone we'll be back with more next week Uh, TDF Endicates just rest Mm -hmm.